I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Clorox. When it counts, trust Clorox the same way we trust essential workers to provide the care they give to us. Families trust Clorox to give them a safe and protected home. Our community heroes trust Clorox to keep places like hospitals and grocery stores disinfected. So I know I too can trust Clorox to provide my home with a safe environment at home we can all enjoy. So I have a story for you, Amanda. Um, With Clorox, there's one thing I definitely use it for every single time before I step into my vanity van. Uh, I love the entire place disinfected because that's where I keep my makeup. Uh, That's where I get ready. That's where my clothes are. That's sometimes where I take a nap as well. So, you know, I can use it all over like time of need. So, um, yeah, it's been really, really, it just keeps everything super clean and I, I feel super safe. For me, it's important to share with loved ones and the public in general how they can give the most care for their loved ones, especially during times like these. I mean, with the pandemic going on, with COVID going on, it's just great to be extra sanitary with all the items that are around you, caring for others, and you know, just wiping down the door handle after you use the bathroom or wiping down so the So important. The toilet. So important. The toilet handle. Don't forget the toilet handle. (laughs) So remember, when when it counts, counts, trust Clorox. Preach, care, preach with Rashad. We are the prophets. Here with another episode, another sermon, man. We're coming at you with, uh, you know, not too much, not, not too much uh, big, big news. But, hey, we still put it, we were able to put a show together for y'all. And uh, thanks for everybody who listened. Oh, yeah. What do you do, baby? Shout out to Kawhi. <laughs> All day long. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. So, I kind of want to, I kind of want to uh, start in the NBA. Uh, speaking of Kawhi, you know. Uh, they had a game against the Hawks. <laughs> Did, didn't they lose the Hawks? They did. But he didn't play, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. hey, that's, that's – I mean, I mean you no, know, it, was, it was crazy because, like, Trey Young didn't play, Paul George didn't play because he's hurt, Kawhi didn't play, and they still lost to the Hawks. I mean, you would still thought, all right, Lou Will, uh, Harold, and the other guy, you would thought they could have beat the Hawks without Trey Young, but they lost. Yeah, that's – you know, it's like, you know, games like that, you'd be like, okay – you can pencil those as wins even without your best players. And, you know, somebody you said fine, win or lose. But, hey, it, it, it's always that random, you know, that random Tuesday, that random Wednesday that that you can afford it. You know what I mean? Because it's not like, you know, I, I know going into this game, you know, docking them like, Kawhi, you can chill. It's, it's the Hawks. It's fine. It's all it's all good. So, you know, you know, that happens a lot of times in the NBA. So, you know, those, those you know, you know, you don't put too much stock in. Oh. Hey, I feel bad for the people who live in Atlanta though, because they'll never get to see Kawhi play. Cause he last year when Toronto oh, came, he didn't he didn't play. 
this year, you know, Clippers are going to visit one time. <laughs> so he didn't play. So if you want to see Kawhi and you live in ATL, Sorry. You, know, get, you, better, you better hope the Hawks get good or something so he can actually have a incentive to play or hope it's not. Because as long as it's on like a back to back or the Hawks are sorry and they probably can get by the rest of him. If you live in ACL, you would, you know, you would never see Kawhi play unless it's on TV. Yeah, uh, I remember we, you know, we 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 was on that Toronto versus Hawks matchup, and we thought we were gonna get to see Kawhi. We was like, where is he at? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you're right, man. It is. I'm, that's that's pretty bad for Atlanta. Um, you know, that's why you got to be around Philly, maybe if you in that area. If you, you know, if you in Dallas, he'll play. You know, something like that. The teams that are good, he, he does definitely get into play. Um, another game he probably won't play is uh, up there in Minnesota. Um, it, the rumors, you know, the rumors about Cat. I remember one time I seen a seen a rumor about oh the Warriors are doing their due diligence with with Cat. And I'm like, what are, what are y'all talking about? Like when is when was he ever on the trade block? And I, I guess a lot of teams have been calling because the Timberwolves had to go out and put a statement saying he's untouchable. You know, there's nothing you can do to to get cat from us. And to be fair, they are absolutely right. I, I don't I don't think you can there's there's nothing you can trade me that would that would please me to to to, to pry car at the times from my hands. No, I think Cat is around that top twelve, top fifteen player in the game. So you definitely can't trade him because you'll never get equal value for him. Like that's just absurd. Right. And then for a city like Minnesota that you know, you have to draft your players to be there. I mean, you you you, you pulled off a trade to get Jimmy Butler, but you saw that only worked out for one year. So it's hard to keep people there. And and you know, when you when you finally draft you a star, I mean, the same thing happened with Kevin Garnett. Same thing happened with Kevin Love. I mean, it's like you only get the hit on one. You know, and that's the crazy part. Like, you know, when that's their own fault though. That's, that's their own. I mean, fault. true. You, gotta, you had Curry. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta. <laughs> yeah. You you gotta draft right, and you can't be out here. You know, swapping hella picks and all that kind of stuff. Like when you they get two guards and one draft and Curry sitting there, that's that's y'all fault. Or like the KG thing. I mean, he gave y'all 11, 12 years. You make the playoffs every, you know, almost every year. Uh, first round exits. You only got the one conference final. But for the most part, you got to surround you with talent. The one time they did give prime KG talent, he was in the West Finals. You got to give Kevin Love some talent. I mean, he. At the time he came out the draft, it was even when he started playing the league, it was always you want Kevin Love or you want Blake Griffin. So you know when you got one of the top two guys at the position, one of the I think at that time Kevin Love and Blake were both floating around with their top fifteen in the game. So Minnesota, there you know when they get the picks, they when they get a big man pick anyway, they hit on it. But at the same time, you got to still put talent around these guys. I mean, people are. Hating on Andrew Wiggins, they try to say, "Oh, he hasn't taken the, the leap yet, or he hasn't had the high motor, et cetera, et cetera, whatever." But Andrew Wiggins has played good ball the last couple of years. Um, he's normally gonna play seventy-eight to eighty-two games. It's just a matter of the Wolves have to put together some surrounding talent. I mean, you're if you're picking that high in the lottery perennially, you have the pick of the litter as far as like the best player. So why aren't you? Your guys scouting the right person. Why aren't you nailing the right pick? Yeah, yeah. First of all, I don't understand why people hate on Andrew Wiggins. I mean, he averaged twenty-two, five, and four. I mean, you look—you put that under somebody else's, 
you be like, oh, that's pretty good. You know, like how, like for example, Kyle Lowry. You say Kyle Lowry, oh, you know, that's that's good, and you know, that's that's what he be putting out, or Chris Paul putting out less stats than that. I mean, it, it is what it is. The narrative on Andrew Wiggins, it, it is what it is. But yeah, we all. I thought I thought Andrew Wiggins would be a a. I did think he would be a, a superstar um, coming out of Kansas. I thought he had. He had all you know, all the tools and stuff like that. So I, I can't even be mad at Minnesota. I mean, they 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 did they did the right things. I mean, you when you draft the cat and you draft the Wiggins, you traded for Jimmy. If, if that that if that could have worked, because when they finally got that together, they made the playoffs. And I know Jimmy was you know kind of sad about it, but you know mad about it about them being like weak and stuff. But you gotta think them boys were like what 22, 23 years old while you are in your prime. And you know if he had the patience, you 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 talking about a Minnesota team that that probably would have been. You know, would have been really, really good right now, and definitely in the playoffs because you see where he got Miami at right now, and and Cat is definitely, if not, if not, if you're saying David's the best big man in the game, I mean, it's, it's not too long before you get the Cat. I mean, that just that just how it is. I mean, I can't even put it on Jimmy. This is the Wolves' fault because, and the team's fault because you gotta. I mean, when you see this dude coming in, he's working hard, or you got the rumors floating around, and he's beating the practice guys against the stars, all that kind of stuff. When you got a guy coming in working that hard, it's all about the culture that the GM has set, that the coach has set. And we know Thibodeau, he, from his Bulls days, he would push, push, grind guys and stuff like that. But I guess that culture never really made its way to Minnesota. Grant, like you said, they made the playoff that one year. But when you look at what Jimmy's doing with Miami and what he did with Philly, when he goes somewhere, he's gonna win games. Like he's he's that kind of player. But do you have guys who are just as hungry, just as ambitious, one as bad? And do you have that infrastructure who can who can withstand that kind of strong personality that Jimmy may be? Because ultimately, he's just a competitor. He wants to win games, which is why they played the game anyway to to win. You measure their wins and losses. So, I mean, the Minnesota thing. I can't blame that on Jimmy. I'm still blaming it on that organization for not having that strong culture to withstand it or to not be able to make it work amongst the team. Well, yeah, I mean, that it, it, it falls on Thibodeau, to be honest. I mean, with, with that part, because he knew what Jimmy G, I mean, Jimmy Butler is, and he uh, he, he know what he brought to the table, and he know he had a young team, stuff like that. So you – you should should have surrounded yourself with the veterans, which he did. You know, he got he had Taj Gibson. Like, remember, there was there was like Chicago Bulls of the West because they had all the you know not even the West, but you know, look a couple of states over. And you know, he I mean, when the, when they, when they had their pieces, it worked. And you know, I I always figured, well, Cat and Wiggins are good enough to be your one and two if you have if you have a strong three. But we have Jimmy there who can potentially be your one. I think he I think Cat was better. That's I mean that that's in my opinion, but. When you have Jimmy as your two and make Wiggins your three, you I think Minnesota that's that that is the formula, you know, to win. And you know that's why they was talking about getting D'Angelo Russell and and like and to be honest, if 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 it wasn't if I wasn't if I was trading Wiggins away to get D'Lo, it also defeats the purpose. I thought if they if they was to make a move and you can get a D'Lo or whoever's on the trademark, whoever it is, if you get somebody better than Andrew Wiggins, I think you're in the playoffs. I mean, I you know the, to me the West is. The West is really a six-team race. I mean, the Thunder is playing, playing really good this season, but you know, I don't think I don't think it would be very consistent, especially at the trade deadline where they could be sellers, could be buyers. Um, but the the Wolves are right there. I mean, the the Spurs are eight seed right now currently, and they have a losing record. I mean, it's not it's not like it's far fetched to to make the playoffs in the West, even with just two guys. 
And, you know, Cat being hurt for the for like a month, you know, that does throw things off because when he was there before the injury, they were in the playoffs. Um, but, I mean, yeah, you, you can point to a lot of Minnesota's mistakes. I mean, they they had Ray – they drafted Ray Allen, uh, traded him away. Uh, they had Marbury uh, – Seven Marbury, he left after a while. Um, and then, like you said, with Kevin Love and you, and you in the draft, when you draft two guards and not one of them be Curry – you know, it's kind of crazy. But, I mean, who's who's to say? I mean, it's like, I mean, Curry had that splash here. So, I guess, you know, you was kind of, I know, I remember that scouting that scouting report on him. And, you know, you he know what you was getting from him. But you didn't, you know, would it work in the, would it transla- translate in the, in the pros? And Rubio, I think Rubio was, was a great pick. I think him and Rubio, Curry and Rubio together would have been amazing. Having Curry off ball. I think that would have been amazing. Um, Yeah, and, and it comes down to it with Cat and your draft Wiggins and boom. You think you're supposed to be right there in, in the playoffs because you have a, a good dynamic too, but you know, I don't know. It, it just I, I mean because people still you know want to want to you know crack on Cat and crack on Wiggins. I mean these guys might even 25 like they you know what I'm saying like they 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 right there they all they still young and these guys have plenty of time before they t- uh, I guess officially in their prime. I mean by the time they even get to that point though they'll have to have blowing it up by then i mean you can see that these guys have talent individually but who's the who's the leader of the wolf like who's there you know this guy is the the face of the franchise like you're saying cat's untouchable and he's the best player i think he's top 12 top 15 but is he really that guy that you feel like oh he's gonna lead us to the future he's gonna be the guy like they're building around him but i really can't tell you building around him well, yes, I mean, you know, like teams like OKC in a small market similar to Minnesota or you know, basketball-wise situation, they've been hitting on draft pick. they made great trades to keep talent in to be competitive and things like that. But you haven't saw the same thing from Minnesota. They basically, in my opinion, been going backwards. You were building homegrown talent with Cat Wiggins Levine. You trade Levine out for the quick fix and Jimmy to pair him back up with Thibodeau. Last one year, he's out the field. You bring in Sarge and um, Robert Covington. Then you flip Covington out. I mean, not flip Covington. You flip Sarge out, and for a pick for a pick and somebody else. And now you got uh, Jared Culver. So you basically just been recycling some of the same habits. Like you could just stay with Zach Levine. Like you just giving he went to the Bulls, got extension. You could just pay him to stay there. It would have been his rookie extension anyway. I'm about to say now that that is really the that's the real issue when they traded for Jimmy because I mean obviously in hindsight you know when you were trading for you was trading for a guy who was who who he he was frustrated and you know they had problems in, in the locker room in Chicago um, but you were trading for a guy that you know you got a guy you bring him in he's but in this problem his career ready to win and you got guys on on the rise you know and, and you know and some some and sometimes I would say not even sometimes most times that can work. I mean, when when you have a when you have somebody young, um, who's becoming a star, and you then you boom pair him up with a, a guy who who fits him, then you can you can start winning games. But yeah, if they in hindsight you can, you can say this, but if they had kept Levine and kept the seventh pick, who if it was Laurie, I mean, Cat Laurie Levine and Wiggins, that I mean at some point, or you could do what the Lakers did. You know, you have all the young talent, and what was they trying to do? He, he, the for the Lakers it work. You trade all the young players for Anthony Davis. They try out the same thing with to get you know to get Jimmy. But the thing is, they had LeBron. You know somebody who's already established and already ready to win. Versus you know kind of like the opposite the opposite direction. Like Davis was always losing, so he ready to win. While you know 
Cat and Wiggins, all they knew was was losing, you know. So uh, I think that's that's probably where that stems from and why it didn't work. But I mean, hey, look at Levine now. It's like, man, they messed up big time. The best thing the Wolves had going for them, in my opinion, is the coach. I think all the players like Saunders, so I just say start from there. If they ultimately have to sell a cat at some point, nah, I can't do it. Get, I can't yeah, do it. You, you, you can't do it. You can't, but you don't want to do it. But if it comes down to it, we get back a lot of solid pieces like what the Pelicans did with AD, I would do it because they basically are set up for the future. You, you basically got – Ingram, who's going to be a 25, and he's finally hit his potential being a 25 point scorer. When he came out the draft, people thought he was going to be KD light, great value KD, whatever jokes people say about him. He's finally coming to his potential. Alonzo Ball, he's finally coming into his potential since he's regained his starting spot with the Pelicans. He's been averaging about 14 and a half, 7 and 7 the last 15 games. So you, you have some things that are starting to emerge. Josh Hart, solid three point shooter. And you still have like holdovers like Drew. Um, they got JD ready. It's like the Pelicans have compelling talent to be able to do something in the future. The Wolves are just stuck in mud. Spending they're spending their wheels, not going anywhere. I mean, but yeah, but see, they didn't. They didn't get the Pelicans didn't get fleas for their deal, while a team like the Kings did when they traded away Boogie. And you're not gonna you're not gonna find. I don't think you can find a a, a trade partner that's. That you can get you an Ingram and Alonzo type type of guys, it, it, I don't think it exists. I mean, look around the league and you tell me what team what team can what team is ready to trade for a guy like Cat, where Minnesota could be happy with the results that they get back. I mean, I personally would go for sell ticket mode and maybe get 35, 40 wins. I would just sit in the Houston and pack it something else for like Russ and Capella. And maybe something else to make it all work out money wise. Like I would just go like that quick fix route. Give me Capella, give me Russ, and give me something else, and I'll give you guys Cat and something else to make the money even out. You no, know, just the at least that way you still have a, a center with Capella, a wing and Wiggins, and Russ who's gonna be able to be free and play like himself, like in OKC. So I, at least then you got something you can work with, and maybe get thirty five, forty wins or. You know, at least be similar to what OKC is now, but just to hold on to Cat and keep winning twenty five games, picking the top five in the lottery is is kind of redundant at this point. I I think they can turn around. I mean, like I said, it's not a it's not a far fetch to win, to make the playoffs because it doesn't matter who the eight seed is, they're not going nowhere. You know, they're not going anywhere. So, I mean, they should be buyers at the at the trade deadline. I mean, that just I mean, they, they, you know, that makes the most sense. I mean, they. Fifteen to twenty nine, I mean, you can you can go you can win three games and boom you already the ten seed like it's it really it's really not that hard to to do something but I mean with uh cat can't get hurt you know and that's the whole thing. Yeah, even banged up even when he was playing they started off okay I guess they were like ten and eight and it's been downhill from there and, and even the games they were losing caps playing in those so. It's just time they're going to start it over again. I mean, I understand you don't want to keep pressing the reset button, but go ahead and start over again. Go, go the uh, you know the Pelican, the New Orleans Pelicans route, and hopefully you land a top pick like the Zion, and you know you get some other guys who were top picks like Ingram, who was a top, who was a two, and Lonzo was a two, and you start getting some stuff like that, you can turn it around relatively fast. 
It, we'll see what we do. I think it should be untouchable. Uh, I think that's the right move. Um, breaking news, kind of, sort of. Uh, the NBA All-Stars have been, the starters have been announced. Uh, we talked about this last, what, Tuesday. And our West the prediction was was correct. LeBron James is the captain. So we have Luka, James Harden, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and, of course, Anthony Davis. Uh, that is that is the that is the West starters. Um, and pretty much the, chalk. I mean, yeah, pretty was, much chalk. It was yeah. like, yeah, it was like they expected. Those those guys are dominating the league right now. Um, and then then in the East, um, Giannis is the captain, of course, uh, one of the best players in the league. Pascal Siakam, Embiid, Kimba Walker, and Trey Young, which, like I said, we you know that's that's pretty much chalk. I think I think we we, we both said Jimmy Butler could be in it as well. Uh, I had Jimmy over Joe Embiid, but you know that. That's just for me, um, and and I mean, but it's it's still it's still child. We know we know Jimmy gonna make the All Star team, so it's all good. Yeah, that was my original five, but then we started talking about it, and I kind of just went ahead and went Giannis, Pascal, and Jimmy, just because MB has missed, you know, a relative high amount of games, considering they're only at around like the the forty four forty five game mark, and he's missed about what towards ten to twelve, I think now, maybe more than that. So I thought, you know, when you look at the player vote and the coaches vote, it may not have favored him. But when you consider the fact that Pascal has missed some games, also Jimmy, it kind of put them all on the even playing field. So I'm glad Joel got that starter spot. And I'm glad for Pascal, too, because normally the first-year guy doesn't get it, so it could have went to Jimmy. So I'm glad Pascal got it. He's been playing last out this year. He earned it. And, of course, people want to keep killing Trey. Oh, he's on – He's in the worst team in the league. He's the worst defender on the team and in the league and all that kind of stuff. But Trey's been going crazy offensively, man. Like, the defensive stuff, that'll come. Or once the Hawks build a team around him similar to what the Warriors did to protect Curry defensively, Trey'll be fine. But Trey's been playing right out. He's one of the top guys on the assist and scoring. I mean, he's nutmegging people, dribbling between the legs, dribbling around, shooting crazy shots. Maybe had to reward Trey some kind of way. I mean, yeah, it's – the All Star is about individual success, so um, I I don't value team at all in 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 it. So Trey Young Trey Young should be balling. He he was the uh, he was one of the best point guards. So with this being said, I know somebody who better not make the All Star. It better not be no Kyrie because he's not a starter, and the coaches definitely wouldn't vote him as a starter. So he better not be no reserve. <laughs> That's all I care about. No, nah. nah, Kyrie shouldn't even make the All Star team at all. He he hasn't played nearly enough. Like he, he shouldn't. Fans are just voting for him because he's in New York or they just like him. But come on, man, the dude better play it all year. At least, at least be reasonable about it. Like that's why, like I value All Star games to a certain extent, but you can't put too much emphasis on it because there was once a time where guys like I don't want to disrespect, I don't want to disrespect one of one of the goats. Like, but there were times where like Kobe was Kobe could have a video for years still made All Star game. Like, come on, man. Like, or like you know, some guys can play just a couple of games. And, I think there was one year, uh, I think the year Mike got hurt. He still was the All-Star. Like, man, Mike is hurt. Like, how you going to be All-Star? You hurt. Yeah, and that's, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they, you know, they made these changes because it was, it was, it's, you, we know we can't put it into the fans' hands for a lot of things. Um, you know, just, just to take a look, look, like, look at the Pro Bowl. I mean, you got, you, you had a lot of things. You go, okay, why did he make it over this guy? Oh, because he's that. You know, it's all by names. So, hey, the fans gonna do the same thing for any sport, whatever it is. I mean, you're gonna vote for your favorite player. You're gonna vote for this and this and that. 
But if you had the coaches and you had the players' input, that puts a lot of, you know, that 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 get get rid of a lot of guys. Like it eliminates the Caruso's and the guys who've been hurt, like the Kyrie and the Curry. Like, of course, of course, most likely if Curry and Kyrie played, they probably would have made an all-star. But hey, they didn't, so you can't put them in there. Man, I'm just waiting for next week right now because this is one of the more wide open years to actually make the All Star game because you have so many elite guys hurt. When you got Katie missing, Kyrie missing, Steph missing, Clay missing, uh, normally they winning. Draymond would be able to get a, a nod. Blake Griffin out. When it, you just keep thinking about all the guys who are banged up or hurt this year. I mean, when he was in his his right state, Boogie Cousins would have been considered for All Star. Uh, you know, it's just so many guys that would have normally been considered for All-Star and they won't get considered for issues. So it's a lot of spots that are wide open and I want to see how the reserves play out. Yeah, like I said, I do I do want a couple guys to make it, but that, you know, that's more personal. Shout out to my boy Luca uh, Doncic, though. And shout out to the Team International, Giannis and uh, Siakam getting, getting in that starter role too. NB too. <coughs> oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, man, it would have been dope to, to have uh, Doncic as a captain, though, for, like, the whole uh, RIP David Stern again. But it would have been dope to have, like, two international guys be captain. But he just speaks to LeBron's popularity. He's year 17, and the fatigue, I mean, the the voter fatigue or the LeBron fatigue is it, it, almost none as to a certain degree because without LeBron, the league would be in a very, very bad space, in my opinion, because he single-handedly can change ratings similar to the guy last night. Like, I'm pretty sure when the rating comes out for that Pelican Spurs game, it's going to be a great number because people want to see what Zion going to do in his debut. Yeah, uh, speaking of Zion, so, yeah, he did have a debut versus Spurs, and, and you know, all eyes on me, you know, Tupac, reference Tupac re- real quick. I mean, it was a good performance. I mean, he uh, was scored, like, what, 14 or 13, something like that in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, 17, 17 straight. You know, I mean, it's you know, it's pretty impressive from from the I just got back off injury standpoint. Uh, just my first game in months standpoint. Uh, that's no, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I mean, but I know I know you believe in him, but I'm not a, I, I'm not a believe in the Spurs team. So, I mean, he should and even and you, and really Spurs fans lucky it was his first game because if he played all season, he probably would have went twenty twenty five and twenty five. Because no, the no inside presence that the Spurs don't possess, but I mean this team this team could be good. I I don't I don't know if they can make a splash and, and make to the playoffs, but it really wouldn't matter anyway. But I would rather see the Pelicans in the playoffs. Um, as far as just, I mean, they will get swept anyway. But I'd rather see them in the playoffs just to attract you know just to attract that more ratings to it with Lonzo and Ingram. Like if, if the if 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 the one seat holds on right now, the Lakers be the one. You know that just so, that just so much drama. You know the Pelicans made it without AD. Um, you know, haha. We know kind kind of we still won the trade because we made the playoffs, and you know uh, Lakers won CO because we got AD and we got rid of the young guys. So you know, and then and then in the mix of all that is Zion. So um, I don't know if they if they have what it takes to to um, to make a push, but you got to believe in Alvin Gentry, and yeah, Zion, man. Uh, you know my my biggest thing about Zion has always been you know the the weight issues and. If he can fit, if he can get that under control, I mean, I don't see why he, you know, he he shouldn't be a great player. I still think that John Morant is the best player in that draft, and uh, I, I've always thought that. I, I thought R.J. Barrett would be the most impactful, just because wing wings win rings. But when you're a six five guard, 
they you know those guys usually make make a lot of noise too. So um, I don't know, man. It's it's it's, it's gonna be fun to watch, but I, I really hope Ja can 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 carry the Grizzlies to, to the AC though. I mean, Zion had a phenomenal debut, 22 points, uh, 17 consecutive in the four, had a couple of rebounds, a couple of great assists. He was seeing the court good. He was moving moving around relatively good. And you can tell the coaching staff and the doctors had like a plan in place to just plan his first, let him get some, get his win going in, pull him out. So to do what he did in 18 minutes, even though most of it came in the fourth quarter, it's still pretty impressive for a debut. Uh, as far as his outlook, it's just one game, and I'm still sticking to my stance of it's a 50-50 chance that he either booms or busts just because of the health concerns of his legs, of his weight. Of I mean, he shot it great last night, but can his jumper be consistent? So I'm still 50-50 on the possibility of him booming or busting. So um, he... I'm going John Morant right now. Granted, you know, in the draft, you you would have been fired to not take Zion because the guy's going to sell tickets. So they, they sold a crap load of season tickets just because of, of being a Duke. I mean, his profile is so high. His Instagram is like, what, four and a half, five, eight, maybe five million followers. So <laughs> just, just knowing the profile that he was coming from on the college side, his social media following, and just people wanting to see. Like, he's almost – a phenom. Like he hasn't gotten to that LeBron phenom level yet, but he's almost a phenom. Like when you say the name Zion, you almost think, oh, what did he do now? Did he dunk somebody? Like what did he do? Did he put between his legs? Did he reverse? Like you may start wondering, like, what did he do? So John Morant could be the best player out of his draft class, but Zion is the one that you had to take at one because of the upside of selling tickets and you had to get another game changing player for that franchise if you're gonna trade A D. And, and I'm still an R.J. Barrett guy. I still think over the long haul of 15 years, R.J.'s going to have the best career. But right now, present day, I mean, you can go ahead and enter this stone. John Morant, Ricky of the Year. Yeah. I think, I think John Morant would have the, be, the best career out of, out of the three. But, yeah, you you, you, you absolutely right about um, the Pelicans had to draft uh, Zion in. It's really, it's really like the same thing with Lonzo and with the Lakers draft. They, they they had to draft them, even though maybe Fox was a better, better option, or or even uh, who was a uh, who else was in that draft class besides Fox and Ball? Um, Aiton was that Aiton draft class as well? Uh, I think I think so. So I I, I think he was. Well, so, well, well, no, I, don't, I don't think so. Aiton been around what two years? I think it was somebody else in front of in front of him. Yeah, I can't. Lonzo, yeah, Lonzo's on his third year. Oh. Uh, no, nah, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It wasn't Ben Simmons and Tatum, was it? No, nah, no, nah, it wasn't. Ah, uh, it's it's escaped my mind. I got not not. See, now I got to look it up. Um, but 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 still, my point doesn't change. Like the Lakers had to draft Lonzo because he was at UCLA, and and you had to sell those tickets, especially when you was down. Same thing. Same thing. But here, even though I think John Morant was a better prospect, if you trade if you trade Davis away, and you get and you're getting Lonzo back, who. I we that we we both on the same page as far as we believe that he's gonna if he might not be the greatest player to ever play the game, but we think he could be a, a very good player for a long time. And if you got that point guard and you already had Drew Holiday, there was no reason to get a John Morant. Um and same thing with Ingram. You had Ingram and you you got Josh Hart. It's really you can you can do it, but it really makes no sense to go to go R.J. Barrett and have a guy who dominates the ball when you have Ingram and you have Lonzo. Like, it doesn't make sense. Zion fits. The, 
he he perfectly fits with these guys instead. And you know, and I I think if I think originally at the first pick, I think they still go John Morant because they were getting rid of Mike Conley. In same situation, get rid of Mike Conley. You already had Jaron Jackson. You had Melissa Eunice. So you don't need Zion. You need John Morant. And the Knicks, they just needed one of the three. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the ho 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 Ohio Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the ho 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 Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. <laughs> One of the three to fall to them, which, you know, which happened. But, um, yeah, it, it was very circumstantial. And, 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 hey, I think I think it it's, it's crazy, though, how we're looking at this, right, how Zion and Ja, who can be stars in this league for a long time, and guess what side they on? They're on the west side. So you got Luke over there, LeBron and Davidson, Lakers, Kawhi and Paul George with the Clippers, Harden with the Rockets, Jokic with the Nuggets, like, the list goes on. Dane with Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Booker got the Suns. Like it's the list goes on. So how many stars are stacked in the West? And even even if the uh, you know, the Blazers, the Suns, the the, the Pelicans, and, and the Grizzlies are are like 50, 50 teams, five hundred at the best right now. Hey, you still you still want to watch these great players? And if you if you if Zion can stay healthy, man, I wish that he can. I, and I hope I hope that he does because. I really want to see this live up to the hype because we don't have, you know, when you get these guys who are hyped a lot, like LeBron James were very, very hyped. You know, Magic Magic coming out of college was hyped, uh, him and Bird. And if you if you can live up to the hype, man, it it, it it means so much to me. It means so much to me because they say you're going to be great and you should show out to be great. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man, just because of, you know, it's it's early to tell, but this could wind up being – a historic draft class. So let's just say Zion does reach his potential. Let's say Ja does reach his potential of like, you know, how his, his draft comp was like Russell Westbrook. So let's say Zion reaches his potential, Ja reaches his. Let's say RJ is the guy that we think he will become. And um, let's throw out somebody else. Let's just say somebody like, like, say, who in Detroit becomes the guy. You know, just a lot of different guys, man. Like, we just, you know, being hypothetical about it, what if some of these guys actually take that step and, become really, really great players, then it's like, yo, at the time, that draft may not have looked like it was that good, but it could wind up being one of the, the all-time drafts. Oh, yeah. That, it, it's, it's definitely playing, uh, like playing his way into that because when you, when, you have, when, you have, uh, when you have those three guys right there, like prime right now, I, I do, we talked about this. We talked about how, how much of a drop-off it would have been after that, like you know, you get in pick four, you're like, ah, oh, God, dog. I was right, I was right there next to get one of the one of these guys. Um, but yeah, you got like what Culver in Minnesota. Hey, who knows? Maybe he pops. You know, <laughs> he got the opportunity to uh, in Minnesota. Um, who, who else? Search all the Who else? Who else was in that draft class? That, that... like I, I, st- I, I still have hope for Kobe White, 
And then right now you got uh, Harold in Miami doing oh, his yeah. thing. My boy. <laughs> so, so you know, it's like it, it could be a very, very interesting draft. Um, he's an under under the radar guy playing good defense. Type um, Matisse Tabu, he's playing pretty good yeah. in Philly. Hey, you, you got you um, got a uh, I forgot about Hitchamore over there um, in Washington. He just in Washington. That's why nobody paying attention to him. Yeah, even like, even Cam and Hunter, like they're on the Hawks, so you know you're not really sure who's gonna emerge out of those two because they basically are like the same position. And you gotta really see who's gonna emerge out of that group. But this could wind up being one of the great draft classes. But I, as far as like Zion goes, like it's just in history, man. Normally, one of the top two picks normally buzz or gets injured and don't live up to their potential. I'm hoping that don't happen to Zion, but I, I think it could happen. Because you look at uh, the Hakeem Sam Bowie, you look at Kevin Durant, Greg Golden, you look at LeBron and Darko, you look at Blake Griffin, Hashim Thabit. Normally, when you have these, I mean, it, it started off with um, Fultz and Lonzo Ball back to back. Fultz was considered potentially as a bust that, you know, even though it's only still early, people were losing faith in Fultz. So, Normally, with those top two picks, I, I can't think of the last draft that <coughs> both of both of them actually hit. Because even look at Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker. Wiggins has been a consistent twenty something, five and five. Jabari's kind of already been traded once, what, maybe tw- I think twice. <laughs> traded, cut, <laughs> yeah, picked up, and, 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 and he's been injured. Uh, the whole I think he's still hurt now. So you know, it's it's a it's a lot that goes into it, man. Um, I mean, maybe the Ben Simmons and Brandon Ingram draft class, I think that was 2016, maybe that works out where you get the top two picks, don't get hurt or have good careers. But for a while, man, there's been some years where one of the top two picks doesn't hit. I'm just hoping they don't have a design because he could be great for the league in the post-LeBron era because the NBA has always revolved around the stars. And Zion has the makeup of the next American star. We got the international stars in Pascal, Giannis, Doncic, and B, Ben. You know, the game is grown, so we got the international star. We still need that American star because nobody really cares enough about Booker or Dame. I mean, we love them because we love basketball, but nobody's really rushed to the TV set to see what they're going to do. I mean, Russ is on the fade at some point. Harden's going to fade at some point. KD and these other guys, Kawhi doesn't really have that outspoken personality like LeBron. He doesn't really captivate people like that, so... Zion could be that next American star post LeBron and post Steph Curry. And to be honest, I think that is the the media fault, NBA's fault, because you know even guys like Stephen A. Smith, he he expresses like his you know where he won the NBA Finals to be like he he want he want Clippers and the Lakers was a conference final so he can stay in L. A. Or he want you know he don't want the Milwaukee Bucks to make the finals because he don't want to go to Milwaukee. You know, so I think is it's on the media's fault of why they can't push these stars because when LeBron was in Cleveland, they was going to Cleveland because LeBron was that good. So you should you should they should always be in New Orleans. They should they should they should push John Morant. They should always be in Memphis. Uh, I mean that just that just what they should be at. They should they should push themselves in Phoenix because Devin Booker is on the rise and nobody's really watching it. Um, and you, you got you you got the other guys who you know who coming up in Orlando, Markel Fultz. Against the Lakers had a triple double, 20, 10, and ten, and his confidence is back, and he's balling. And who 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 knows that? Nobody. Who knows that John the Isaac is hooping? Nobody knows that, even though he hurt right now. <clears throat> but they don't they don't push these 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 smaller media markets, 
And that's what, you know, that's why you need Zion and you need y'all in these places. Now, I would say this. Don't be like Devin Booker, Cat, <laughs> and, and uh, well, you know, Dame different. But don't, don't be like and Bradley Beal where in these next few years, if they don't, if they don't win, don't, you know, don't, you know, don't stay because ain't nobody coming to y'all. Now, I would like to see that, but I don't think, I don't think Jai or Zion would change that narrative of, uh, you know, people coming to the small market teams. I don't, I don't believe if, I don't, the only reason why, only reason why they can get to each other, let's say Zion say, I don't want to come back to New Orleans. And he worked his way to Memphis because you know him and John Morant grew up together and played AAU together. So like, that's the only you know those those connections are the only way I see things happening because you know somebody. But if it ain't if it ain't that, I don't see you know I don't see guys going to those places. So just, just like we mentioned with Minnesota, you have to hit on those picks. You have to hit on on the Cat and Wiggins. You have to hit on Zion. You traded Davis, would you would you hit on and got guys who potentially could be good? Ingram and Lonzo, <clears throat> Lonzo both being number two picks. And then the same thing for um. And the same thing for for the Grizzlies. You got uh, Jaron Jackson. You got John Morant. One more pick, and boom, you right there. So, I mean, it, it, it's the, the media has to push these two guys because these two guys have been great. And and RJ, once the Knicks can get there, once they get, they get some culture and some some structure, then then we're gonna see RJ Barrett rise. So, you know, I don't want to count RJ Barrett out it's just because nobody cares about New York at all right now, and that, and that's and that's bad because he actually is in the big market. So. Um, he he more likely to go get to get a star with him than the other two, but you know we'll see. I, I think they they have to do a better job at pushing these guys. Yeah, so much the NBA fault for us, like who they cater to, or don't cater to, but it's more on like the the TV deals type of thing because I understand you have to plan a schedule out in advance so you can know who's going to be on TV and who's not. But just look at this year as far as the Warriors are the worst team in the league. But I think when the season started, the, the they put the camera up, and the Warriors still had the most playing television games that, that would come up. But they're bad, so why put them on TV? Like why put the Warriors? Yeah, why? Yeah, why not, not change it? Yeah. yeah, like like why why not flex it how the uh, NFL does? Like I, I I understand that Christmas Day games are hype, and when you come into the season, nobody can forecast them getting hurt or Clay being hurt last year or. I mean, we, we kind of can forecast KD leave, but you're still thinking, oh, for Christmas Day, we'll still get uh, Harden versus Steph. So those are two of your faces of the league, but why not put those? And I, I understand you want to have that Lakers-Clippers thing. I understand that too. But why not start putting some of these bigger names and faces against other teams? Like, you know, rivalries are dead in the NBA. So, like, why not try to recapture some rivalries or put – Putting certain stars or upcoming stars head to head. Well, we got Kobe versus LeBron on a few Christmases. We got Shaq versus Kobe on a few Christmas Day games. So why not? Sometimes, and that was when LeBron was starting to ascend, or you know, at something with Cleveland. Then, of course, with Miami, he was the man then. But why not start putting? If these teams are winning and have earned it, why not put Devin Booker against the Rockets? Or why not put Devin Booker against the Clippers? Like just try to put some of these bigger the stars against some of the guys who you should be trying to elevate. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm I'm actually with you on that, especially that that flex scheduling. But I mean, I mean, like I said, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to predict uh, things, and I don't. And you're right about the TV deals, but they should have like they should go in the mindset. Hey, we got two two games on this day, 
They did it last night. Like yeah. they, they 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 flexed the Pelicans Spurs to be on ESPN because they about went to see the debut of Zion because at first it was gonna be against Utah, but then once it, it was like, no, nah, we're gonna let them play uh, Wednesday against the Spurs. They flexed the game on the TV because it wasn't gonna be on TV at all. Yeah, it, right, and and you you definitely should you know that's and that's what you want to do, and you can see the NBA wants to push Zion, but do they want to push John Morant? No, you have to wait on these highlight plays. Because nobody, nobody want to watch the Grizzlies. But why not? Why not? Why, why, why don't we want to watch John Morant and Jaron Jackson go crazy? And Melissa Eunice, <laughs> for my fantasy basketball team, is dominating. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I, I would love to see these guys play uh, more often on TV. And, and like you said, you, you, you can create these rivalries. And with Ja and Zion being friends and being both in the West, I don't – and, well, you know, quote-unquote West – this, this, this could be an easy, easy rivalry. Like, two, two party cities – uh, in Memphis and in New Orleans, and you got two best friends from 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 school, and hey, put them against each other all the time. You know, Christian Day, John Morant versus Zion, and, and you know, and sell the hell out of it. And hey, maybe maybe it turns around, and, and maybe we get to see we get to see these small market teams rise up because they they only do the the small market teams when they're winning, like Thunder. And then once once you know KD left and Harden left, and you know Russ kind of left. I mean. Shy and them, they both, but you don't get to see the chance to see that. You don't get to see Gallinari dropping off 20 points a night on these guys and Adams, one of the best rebounders in the game. It, it, it's really, I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's a sad thing, but yeah, you can flex these games because I'm pretty sure nobody wanted to see. I think the other night on TNT, I think I turned my TV on and I was like, who, who, who thought it was a good idea to put the Bulls on live TV? Like, versus Sixers. Who, like, what? what I mean, I mean, granted, it's kind of the same thing when you got Levine and he's going crazy, so I can understand that. But, you know, with Levine hooping, yeah, that's fine. And, you know, Trey Young, same thing. Is that We want to see Trey Young on TV more because it's Atlanta. Even though Atlanta's a big city, it's not a big market for the NBA, and, you know, they don't get a lot of guys either. So, I mean, you're right. These deals, they all have to, co- like, work together at a better rate because you said it. Zion, they were able to flex that one, so why you can't flex – you know something else. I can understand Christmas Day games because that just that's already set and you only play a certain amount of teams. But you know, on, on if you if you know Thursday is Thursday TNT or Wednesdays, it's Thursday. Thursday. So if you know Thursday is TNT, why don't you have two games lined up for it? Like you got two. Let's say you want to make it in the West, Lakers and Clippers, for example, and then you got uh, Warriors and uh, Rockets. Okay, Curry got hurt. Boom. We know we know we going like the Clippers instead, or you know what I'm saying like something like that, where you have you have the you have the game plan to be able to, sw- to switch that flip. Like switch. you know, every 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 once in a while, I don't mind because we have gotten some good games out of it. Like with the Warriors, even though they don't have their stars, they've been competing in games all the way down to the very very end, and they've really pulled off some great wins this year. So even though sometimes you don't mind because you get to see. Oh, this guy could be good for the Warriors next year, or this could be a trade piece. Like, even though sometimes you could see that, at the same time, you still should reward the winning teams to a certain degree. I mean, I understand. Like, I, I feel like the NBA is at its own fault. Like, they never fully embraced the Spurs. Like, when the Spurs were playing team ball, they never really fully embraced the Spurs. I don't know why I went to Spurs. Nobody wants to see Tim Duncan. Hey, like, I, ain't lie, Spurs, I ain't gonna lie to you. Spurs born. Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, that, that, but it's like pretty basketball. Like, if they right, would embrace, right, right, right. if they would embrace the element of basketball, you would get the paces on TV more. Like, you right? The the paces are a good team. Like, why not showcase them more? Now, when they get in the playoffs and they beat somebody, it's like, 
Oh, man, I ain't okay. gonna pay. I, I ain't yeah. gonna pay for what is good. Or like, who's this Sabonis dude? Like, bro, they never on TV. Right. Like, they never on TV. Or like when people see these contracts and like, dang, so and so just got paid that. Like, well, yeah, he actually been hooping pretty good in Orlando or something like that. Nobody never knew. It's just, I think they they should promote the NFL promotes the Shield and the teams more than the players, which is totally fine. But they also do promote the players to a certain degree with. You know, we know we know all the quarterbacks. You can name all the quarterbacks. So they'll be run every great receiver catch, every great wide, you know, uh, running back run. So the NBA should do the same thing. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they they get some kind of some. I mean, some kind of uh, some kind of tracking on that. Like they only got the buzz on TV because they got Giannis, <laughs> right? And see if he lead, that's it. <laughs> Yeah. Like if, if Giannis, if Giannis bear out of twenty twenty one, oh the books will not be on TV anymore. Like the books, and even I don't even think Giannis really draws a rating like that because I mean he's not really fast, fancy or flashy. He just nah, he be dunking on him. He he just a bull, and like people <laughs> people are rooting for him for his story. Like oh this dude came and grew his game, came to the states and made it, you know made himself into MVP. But at the same time, people not really checking for Giannis like that for us. Like. I gotta go see Giannis play. Like you said, you said about LeBron or like Zion. But anybody rushing the TV is like, I gotta go see that Giannis game. Man. I don't, I don't like, know. I, I think, I, I think, I think he, I think he at that level now. When, when, now maybe, maybe like, maybe probably not on TV, but at least in, like in person or oh, Bucks coming to town. I gotta go see Giannis because you know, same thing we talk about Kawhi. We kind of be disappointed <laughs> going to see Kawhi because he might not play. Well, Giannis, you know, he always gonna be playing eighty two games. Like <laughs> he gonna, if he sit out, it must be something wrong with him. You know. Um, and P, you know, people like that, um, uh, to, you know, to an degree. And like I said, he's not from here. So for, for me, who, who is a big international, international fan for basketball, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm always loving when the honest Luca Siakam, I love that they all starters and my boy Sabonis, I want to be an all-star so bad. So, you know, and like you said, but if, if you say he's an all-star, people are like who, Sabonis, you know what I mean? Like they they, they, would, they, they question it and. For whatever reason, they question it because they, they 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 don't push them. And same thing you said about NFL. The NFL kind of, I mean, I guess the NBA has so many so many games that it's hard to do. I guess I don't. I mean, I don't know. But you know, the NFL, for example, they already know who they're gonna play next season. So they know what game that that at least for this season makes the most sense for next season. Like, I don't I don't know if it's I don't know if it's true now. I'm just, I'm just making it up. If, if Tennessee if Tennessee plays Baltimore again. Like they probably, they gonna put that on TV because okay, you know especially if Henry and Tannehill back and, and they're saying okay they beat him in the playoffs are they gonna do it again and they they will they will promote that to to the fullest extent where you know NBA uh you know they don't like you said they don't create that rivalry and let, the only rivalry really they created was what Rockets and Warriors. I mean Clippers Lakers I just they both. Right, I mean, I mean yeah. you kind of, then you kind of had Clippers Warriors when they were both kind of only come up for the Warriors just took off. But. There really is no true rivalry. Like the, it's, it's always oh, what is, what what is so and so gonna do in free agency? Like when y'all are talking about what y'all is gonna do two years from now, like who care? Like worry about right now. Like right. worry about worry about promoting, like worry about promoting Chris Middleton as this dude's number two. People don't know who Chris Middleton is. They don't know he spelled Chris with a K. Like worry about <laughs> like worry, worry about promoting the, the game right now. Like they worried about what he gonna do two years from now. Like KD just signed with the Warriors. They worried about oh the season's boring. They gonna win the championship. Well, so what? The regular season still matter. Like embrace the stars. Like people having good seasons. Like embrace those stars. Like, yeah, I just wanna, they want to just 
move forward off of everybody. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I don't know. I I, I really I really I really hope that they, they do push Zion and job because I mean you you have to at, at this point and uh to to go back to the when I talk about Lonzo and and, and the Fox situation that was that was Markel Fultz and Tatum Tatum was the third pick so it's kind of like man they could you know the Lakers could have had Tatum and Ingram but but it's like why would you draft you know Tatum when you had Ingram so it's kind of like all that and why I thought you know Zion and Ja and RJ had were all drafted to the right team. Uh, for the season, but yeah, you're right, man. I I don't know, man. I'm looking at these draft classes. This 2017 NBA draft class, I don't really. I might not. I might not care how great Ja and and uh, Zion might be. This this class special. Donovan Mitchell at at 13. Bam, who's playing at All Star level this season with the Heat at 14. You know, Fox Isaac leading the league, uh, not leading the league, but top five in blocks and Laurie marketing. Who he kind of disappointed me this season. I thought he was gonna step into that. To that stardom, but hey, it's it's that's a lot of people in this draft class. Yeah, it only takes three, three or four years before you kind of see what the draft class is really going to be. Because right. normally after that, the guys aren't really going to take that many more strides forward unless you know one of the guys who's kind of been held back on a different team gets traded somewhere, and then you know it's like, dang, like he like kind of like what happened with Oladipo. He was on Orlando, and then in OKC, then he went to the Pacers. Like, dang, like he's finally becoming that guy that we thought he would be, but that's still uh, a product of the Cavaliers being dumb as hell and drafting Anthony Bennett first overall when he should have took Depot. Well, and maybe he and maybe he would have no, he could have been that piece that played alongside LeBron. They would have changed his career trajectory a little bit, but that's neither here nor there. Hey, but to, to, to pick up back on that point, Cavs is just they've just been terrible the whole time. I mean, even this year, I mean, Darius Garland. Granted, they didn't get a top three pick, but it, it took Darius Garland after taking Sexton last year when they could have got Hutchmore. He was better than me. Tyler Harrow's been proving he's better. I mean, it, I mean, I don't know, man. It, the Cavs, Cavs, a whole different, whole different <laughs> situation uh, subject for another day. Um, quickly, real quick, uh, just hit the NFL. Uh, what do you think about Jay Gruden going to the Jags, man? Uh, I like Jay Gruden going to the Jags, man. They. They need an offensive coordinator to kind of figure out their whole quarterback situation with Foles and Minshew, a guy who can use Fournette. Um, because him and John, they both believe in running the ball, so we know Fournette's going to be getting some touches. Uh, I know you got DJ Shark in uh, like fantasy football dynasty league, so uh, I'm curious to see what Jay Gruden does with him. Um, the Jazz are in for an interesting season, man. Um, I hope everybody goes to my bookie over the offseason and put a little, little, little chill on the Jacks and they win at the division, man, because it's going to be wide open again. <laughs> that 12 on sports code and, you know, bet your little money on some NBA games or bet on some NFL games in the coming season. Uh, even if, you know, just, I think the Jacks could be a trendy pick coming up, you know, if everything works out. Like they could be a trendy pick to go 9-7 to seven and maybe make a playoff appearance for Jake Gruden, man. Yeah. I'm I'm in love with the Jay Gruden pick, man. I, I mean, the, the selection. I thought I was hoping that he went to Minnesota, for, for for my sake, you know, back with Zimmer. But hey, it's all good. Um, especially like I said, in our, in, our, in our dynasty mode, I had DJ Chark. So I, you know, I mean, we, we we texted about it. I was like, man, I'm mad. Filippo got fired because he was past happy, and you know, and that what made Fournette such a such a good player this season was because Filippo utilized the running back in the passing game. So and all before nobody talked about Fournette because. He wasn't McCaffrey. He wasn't on the bail and girl level because he, him, him and Derrick Henry were the same type of guy. They just run the ball. They don't catch the ball. 
and you saw Fournette gain blossom. And, you know, I, I was kind of sad about it. But bringing Jay Gruden in, bring somebody very experienced in, um, can help. He can help uh, Minshew. And I don't know what they're going to do with Nick Foles, but, you know, I mean, Nick Foles, hey, if you if you paying, you paying him $88 million to be a backup, I, I mean, if I'm Nick Foles, I wouldn't care as much. <laughs> yeah, they got to figure that out because you're basically getting two for one. But I don't think either guy's worth the true starter spot. I think the team probably will rally around Minshew more. But at the same time, they paid Foles the money, so you kind of got to roll with him at least to see what he's got. But he's never finished a full 16-game season, so – it probably won't happen again, whether that's because he'll get benched, he'll get hurt, or he's coming in as the backup, and now he's going to take the starting job for the last few games. But Foles has never finished the season as a starter, so I don't see that changing this upcoming season. He'll, he's got his money, but they could end up rolling with Minshew Mania. <laughs> um, <coughs> and, and really the, the the last thing we want to hit before we get out here, we've got about seven minutes left. Um, is is Eli Manning deciding to to hang it up? Um, and a lot of you know the the all the questions and and really is you know is uh, is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? And then you have the questions about um you know you know how great was his career versus you know the you know it, it's it's just a lot a lot of different things that that you can take from it. I think I think Eli I think Eli is a special case. Um, that that you can't really pinpoint to nobody else. No matter you know, no matter no matter what side of the argument you're you're portraying, whether you think he is, whether you think he's not, um, and, and we we already talked about it. So my my stance is, I think will he get in? Yes, but my my whole thing, my whole I think the question should be, should he get in? And we talk about these other guys before him. You know, Kurt Warner's come to mind. Um, you know, guys like way back in the past, which I, I don't really like to use that because it's a different era now. But you know, the Joe Namus of the world, um, guys like that. You know, you, <clears throat> you, um, you know, you went, you, you have, you have a couple seasons, and or or you be good for a long time, and it, it's kind of like what is what is the definition of a Hall of Famer? And you know, once they let Joe Namath in, once they let Kurt Warner in after you know three great seasons, and the rest of them were just either solid to good, you know. And that gets you in. Well, yes, Eli Manning is going to get in. That just he won two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. Um, but you know, to to an extent, I think as a NFL hold that we that we over overstate the the uh, or not overstate but overreact to Super Bowls um, when it comes to Judgment Day. Now, quarterbacks are on a different measurement, so it's got so and it's kind of like you have to overstate it. But like for example. Joe Flacco won the Super Bowl, then he got paid what? How much money? Like twenty five million dollars or something like that. Some cra- at that time it was crazy number when he got paid. Yeah, he, yeah, he became the highest paid guy at the time. Right, and it's because he had for uh, a, a good run, one good run, and that's I mean, market, market timing, really. Right, and, and that's all it took. And the thing about Flacco is he had he's he's going to have the he has the stats as far as a to be a uh, not be a Hall of Famer, but you know he has stats as far as he's a top twenty five passer. Uh, he got a Super Bowl. Uh, he, you know, he he went through all the markets, but you know, for a career standpoint, he wasn't he wasn't that great or that, or that good for a long time. And the the whole and that's why that's why I say Eli's a special case because I don't think Eli stacks stack up to Aaron Rodgers, um, a Russell Wilson, uh, and and then guys that he played with in his prime is is you know Big Ben and and Brady and uh, his brother Drew Brees. I don't think he stacks up to them. 
Now, I think he stacks up to Rivers, but I only and I only think you would you would say that some he's better than Rivers only because of the Super Bowls. I, I don't think as a quarterback you can say I well for me I I can't say Eli Man is better than Phillip Rivers as a quarterback, but as a I mean but when you, when you add in the the team success of course Rivers doesn't has it as much but he has won a lot of games more than Eli Eli Man has so I, I think it's, it's just a it's just a um, it's 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 a, it's a it's a topic about you know him being special because you can't really say he Flacco, but Flacco had the same kind of trajectory. He just only only did it once. While I don't think Eli is that is that great is that great quarterback when you put him up against a Brady, uh, a Manning, uh, or Eli, uh, a Peyton Manning, uh, a Rogers, stuff like that. So I think he's he's a he's in that middle when you got the Kurt Warner um, side. And you got a guy who didn't win the Super Bowl but was in one, like a Carson Palmer. Like, I, I think those is the boat that he fits in. Uh, he'll definitely get in. He has, I mean, just the right resume of most guys are, especially quarterbacks, they're measured upon uh, Super Bowls or stats or the MVPs. Like, they're, they're pretty much measured of what did you do during your era. And for Eli's era, um, I know people criticize him for – the interceptions or, oh, he's he has an okay uh, career career record, stuff like that. But for the most part, when you have so – you, you won two Super Bowls, you made some key throws in those games and got some key touchdowns in those games. When you are seventh all-time in passing yards and touchdowns, the two, two MVPs, I mean, just things like that, it's hard to write the history of the game without you. Um, so – I mean, he he's gonna be a lock. He he, may, and honestly, he may wind up being a first ballot guy. He bet not be first ballot. He bet not because the Hall of Fame is all about when you retire and who's on the ballot at the same time you are. And think about the last couple of years and maybe the upcoming few years. He'll be in front of Breeze, Brady, and guys like that. And in the last couple of years, last. We'll just say three to five because those will be the guys that will still be holding over from when you retire. In the last three to five, nobody I can think of um, will be able to supplant Eli as far as like, oh, well, this guy deserves to get in over Eli. Like a guy you can just like surefire bet that's still going to be a holdover in like five years from now or that's retired in the last three to five. You're like, oh, that guy for sure is going to be in over Eli. So he could wind up being a first ballot guy just based upon he's retiring right now. And all the iconic players who came before him will already be in and off the ballot. And the guys who could be who are considered better than him, they're not even going to be on the ballot yet. Right. So we'll talk about more about Eli next time. Uh, we run out of time, but hey, we are the prophets. Uh, preach, can preach with Rashad. And uh, yeah, yeah, we, we we'll get to Eli. Hey, check out my Twitter. I'm, I'm about to I'm about to go live about about some more about Eli. <laughs> so we'll we'll catch y'all next week. As different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery.
Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.